for listening to FYI Stillwater, where you will hear information about your local government you didn't know you need to know straight from the source. Be sure to check out other news and information from the City of Stillwater at stillwater.org or find us on Facebook and Twitter. If you have a question for City Hall, email news at stillwater.org and in the next podcast, we'll answer a few of them. FYI Stillwater is available on our website at stillwater.org, Spotify, and just about anywhere else you enjoy your podcast. Hi, I'm your host, Megan Pardue, Communications Coordinator at the City of Stillwater. Today, my co-host is Elisa Hines, our Multimedia Specialist. So what are we talking about today, Elisa? Well, Megan, today's guest is the Assistant City Manager, Paula Dennison, and she's here to talk to us about the Census 2020. And some facts about the census, every 10 years, the U.S. Census Bureau conducts a census in an attempt to accurately tally some 140 million households and over 325 million people. The results of the census will help to determine each state's congressional representation, as well as how certain funds are spent for schools, roads, hospitals, and other things. And the city of Stillwater is working in tandem with other county communities to ensure that every resident of Payne County gets counted. Well, welcome, Paula. Glad to have you back here. Thank you. Glad to be here. Let's start with the lightning round and ask you some random but revealing questions. It's always fun to hear the responses from these. Are you ready? Ready. All right. Okay, Paula. I'm really curious about this one. What's the weirdest food you've ever eaten? Well, being from the South, we eat a lot of weird stuff. But my mom, one of my mom's favorites that I had to eat once because she wanted us to just try whatever, you know, and have a broad palate range. Pickled pig's feet. Ooh. Ew. That, yeah. Yeah, I don't know how I feel I about that I tried it one. once, and I have not eaten it ever again. She loves it. She'll go to the store and buy jars of it. Of course, you can't find jars of pickled pig's feet in Oklahoma. <laughs> I imagine. Honestly, like, I'm kind of shocked that you can't, knowing Oklahomans. I feel like pickled pig's feet <laughs> is something you would find in stores around here. <laughs> so what did it taste like? I, I, You know, it was so long ago. I was elementary school, so that's been a gazillion years ago. Who knows? Mm-hmm. You may need to try it again just no, to see if you, you like it. Nope. Nope, that's all right. Yeah. I'll pass. You know, your palate changes as you age. I know. Yeah, and I used to hate cantaloupe, and now I love it. But, you know, I'll stick with fruit. Yeah. <laughs> I don't blame you. I can eat a whole cantaloupe in one sitting. Like, it's no problem. Uh-huh. Yeah, <laughs> Give me, me too. a watermelon any day. <laughs> so what's your best scar story? Again... Uh, being in the South, I grew up, my dad um, had a farm equipment dealership, Alice Chalmers and Gleaner Combines. So we were cotton farmers. And um, you said you're from Tennessee, right? Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. So my brother and I, he's three years younger than me. Um, we would, whenever we got done with our chores, it was playtime. So one day I was swinging on the swing here again, elementary school, you know, might have been pushing what would be middle school here and I'm swinging on the swing and we had one of those manual edgers so it has the wheel on one side that you roll on the concrete and then it has the blade that cuts the grass and you know whatnot so I'm swinging on the swing and he is in front of me swinging the manual edger up in the air (laughs) and it 
pops me on the foot and almost cuts my pinky toe off. Oh, wow. So that's my weirdest scar story right there is I've got a scar from that. That's one of the, um, one of gazillion things that happened, you know, when you're growing up and, mm-hmm. you know, all that good fun stuff. But. Child services, worst nightmare. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Yes. Uh-huh. I'm cringing just thinking about it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Brothers, aren't they fun? Yeah, I think it scared him more than it did me. <laughs> When he saw all the blood gushing. Probably <laughs> so. He knew he was in trouble at that point. Excellent. Yep. Okay, so moving to a little bit more less gory. Which band or artist, dead or alive, would you want playing at your funeral? <laughs> um, so I can't pick just one. I already have songs for mine. I've already told my husband and daughter that, you know, nobody's going to be crying. They're going to be drinking Southern pecan coffee and whiskey. So it's going to be a party (laughs) when I go. Yeah. You've Uh thought about this. Uh Yeah. (laughs) So, okay. Here's, here's, here's my, some of my list. Okay. So, uh, Larry Gatlin and Gatlin brothers, their song, um, I've done enough dying today. Oh my gosh. That's just a killer. So now everybody's going to Google that and go <laughs> listen to it, right? Yeah. Just a killer. <laughs> right. Um, Dana Carter, That's How You Know It's Love. Etta James, I'd Rather Go Blind. Kid Rock, Blue Jeans and a Rosary, because of course he talks about the girl from <laughs> yeah. Tennessee. Gotta have Kid Rock. Yeah. Um, George Jones, A Picture of Me Without You. And Winona Judd, My Greatest Weakness. <laughs> We'll that's, that's, a sampling. that's a sampling of <laughs> what's going to happen at my funeral. And you drink enough whiskey and you'll really enjoy it. So how much Googling did you have to go through or just planning in general to come up with this playlist? Uh, just planning in general. When I hear it and I think, oh, I can use this there. Oh, I can use that there. <laughs> We've already got our, our daughter's embarrassment songs <laughs> and cake and everything else for her wedding reception, you know, so... Yeah, I'm a planner. <laughs> you can tell. I got it lined out. Yeah, just ready to go. So we'll just call that Paula's funeral playlist. Part of yep. it. Part of it. I didn't get to the hard stuff. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So from what I hear, you've also been doing a lot of planning for the U.S. Census. Yes, we have. Yeah. So this is kind of a big deal, maybe, kind of. So It is a big deal. <laughs> so... Why? Why should we care as residents in Stillwater? You know, that's that's a good question. And it's really hard to hit every reason that may resonate with everybody in Stillwater because we have such a broad, diverse population here. You know, we've got, what, 140 some odd countries represented just at Oklahoma State's campus. Yes, so, that's crazy. So having that diverse group there... Um, it's hard to just quantify very simply, but here's here's some of the reasons we should care about the census. One, um, it's only done once every 10 years, as Elisa alluded to earlier. Um, two, it is a way for us, us, everybody, to have some information that is critical in how government operates business, whether at the federal, state, or local level. School districts operate business. Funding is appropriated. For example, um, after this census, the federal government will use the numbers on how to distribute 675 
billion with a B dollars worth of federal funds to state and local entities. We need that. That's a lot of money. Yes. And here, here's an example on the negative side of why we should care. After the 2010 census, which was the last decennial census, for every Oklahoman that did not fill out the census form, the state of Oklahoma lost $1,163. Per person. Per person. So it's like, if you don't fill out the form, just hand me over $1,163 because that's what you're doing. You're taking it from everybody that's else in the state of Oklahoma. And yeah. that's mm-hmm. that's our tax dollars coming back to the state. Yes, it is. Yeah. Um, don't ask my father-in-law about taxes because you will get an earful <laughs> and for hours you will. But you're exactly right. We pay our taxes. We do our duty as citizens and money earners in this country. We have a responsibility to do that. But in order for those funds to come back and be appropriated back to us, we need to fill out the census form. We want our tax money to benefit us. Yes. We don't want it benefiting Texas. No, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> no one likes Texas. No. Or Norman. <laughs> I'm kidding. We don't want it benefiting Norman. <laughs> yeah, we want it benefiting exactly. Stillwater. We do want it to benefit Norman, too, just because they're in the state of Oklahoma. Yeah, but we want more benefit. Yeah, we do. <laughs> Maybe just a little more. Yep. All right, so as a college student who's, you know, moved here not long ago, what can I expect? How do I know when the census is approaching? Do I get anything in the mail, or how does that go? Yes, you will actually get a postcard in the mail, and um, what, how they know who to send it to, it's not the who, but what address. So two years ago, the city of Stillwater, me and my staff at the time, we had um, the um, address listing that the Census Bureau has for Stillwater. So we went through that. We deleted some if the houses had been removed and and demoed. And we added, I think we added like almost five or 6,000 addresses that the Census Bureau did not have. So they send every jurisdiction that address list. So there's got to be somebody to make sure it's correct. It gets sent back to the Census Bureau and that's what they use to send out the postcards to everybody. Okay. So expect something in the mail that doesn't necessarily have your name on it, but it does have your address, correct? Yes, correct. And there's a different way it's going to be handled with post office boxes because a lot of folks don't have their house address. Everything goes to the P.O. box. So there's a different way that that'll be handled. I don't have the specifics on it, but call us and ask us or get on the Census Bureau's website and you find it. And that is at PayneCountyCensus.org. Yes, or... 2020census.gov. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, now you had mentioned college students. Mm-hmm. We're living in a college town, and in the past, college towns kind of got, uh, didn't get as many counted as they really should have, but this year that's going to change, right? By golly, it better. <laughs> <laughs> a couple of things have happened. Um Typically, the enumerators, that's the census workers who come in after April 1st and everything has been collected and documented by the Census Bureau, then they send workers out to go randomly door to door just checking, okay, it says you've got five people living in this house. Do you really have five people living in this house? You know, and it's going to be a random check. 
So typically when, when that occurs is the second week in May. Half of Stillwater's population is gone the second week in May. So we had, Stillwater in particular, had an advocate. He has passed now, but um, he advocated for that to be moved up on their schedule. So now for all college and university towns, it's going to be the second week in April when they start sending the enumerators Good. out. Good. That'll yeah. help us out a lot. That will help tremendously. Yeah. Yes. Now, my opinion, we've been over 60,000 since probably around the time I got here and I've been here 15 years. We just got to document it and prove yep. it. Students got to get counted. Yes. All right. So, um, again, coming from a student point of view, do students, you know, a lot of students worry about if they fill out the census, they may not be counted as a dependent on their parents' insurance and that type of thing. So what do you have to say about it? that? Has no effect on um, insurance, taxes, anything like that. The purpose of this is to count every individual in the place that they are April 1st of 2020. Good. That's what we like to hear. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the only purpose of this All right. is count once and in the right place. So can you kind of ballpark how much more money Stillwater might, Stillwater and Payne County might receive if we get to count all of these students? So our 2010 census had us just over 45,000 population. And the Census Bureau has a program set up to where we can actually see what census tracts of our community were horribly undercounted. Guess what? Rental for student areas was horribly undercounted. So we can attack it that way through our complete count committee. We can have them going out and talking the right language, what will resonate with the students here. Um, so think 45,000. The estimate that the Census Bureau put out July 1 of 2018, they haven't put out 19 yet, but last year's population estimate for Stillwater, 50,391. There's 5,000 people and you apply that $1,163 for everybody not counted, now that's if if that's even crazy. just that can yeah. be documented, there's more money coming to Stillwater. And we know that there's probably more than that. So oh yeah, yeah. Yep. And on top of that, once we reach that fifty thousand people threshold, point, mm -hmm. what happens for us? We get put on a bunch of lists that are more exclusive, uh, if I can use the term. So. Um, a lot of the, a lot of times we see things that come out in magazines or the best of, or the greatest city or the something, something, you know, top of the whatever. If you read the fine print below, they have only evaluated those cities of 50,000 population or more. So Stillwater misses out every single time. We're there. We're probably in some of the highest educated cities in the country. But we're not counted because according to the census that has to be officially documented, we hadn't hit that 50,000 mark yet. So that's just one of the things. Another thing is 
Um, we moved from being considered a small city to an entitlement city, which means now we can compete with the big boys for grant money. We're not going to be limited to the $120,000 a year we get for community development block grants. It may be $520,000 that we're competing for. You can do a lot more with five twenty dollars and us match mm-hmm. it, so a million dollars, than you can with $200,000. Yeah, thinking about just what we've already done with CDBG, it's crazy knowing that there's that much more money out there that we could be using for more projects like that. Yeah. Yep. There's a, um, a lot of requirements. 50000 is a threshold. 60000 is another threshold. That will more impact the police department because we can have our own cleat training entity here in Stillwater, not have to go to somebody else's town for the training. Plus, we can have some of those other townspeople come here for the training. So there's an economic development gain to it. Um, a lot of restaurants will look to see, well, what's the population? How much disposable income do they have? Is the population... Target. (laughs) Charleston's. (laughs) Is the population permanent or is it transient? If it's transient, like Stillwater is, how much is transient and how often? So, you know, restaurants look at that. Um, School districts, their district boundaries are determined by the count once in the right place numbers. Their um, uh, their after school programs or their free meal programs that depends on a lot of federal funds. OSU's transit system, federal funds. Mm-hmm. They could expand it. They could have more buses or increase the number of routes and you know the opportunities there. Um, Head Start, health clinics, um, special ed. Uh, extension services for college students, Pell Grants. So there's more money that you as a college student who is living, not your permanent address, because my daughter's permanent address is my house, but she's going to be counted where she, in the town where she's going to college. You count those students, they fill out the form, there's more Pell Grant money opportunity that you can use to go to college and get your degree with everybody is going to be benefited. Yeah, that's crazy. I think a lot of people don't realize that they're just walking around affected by census data every single day of their lives, grocery (laughs) shopping, using our roads, you know, et cetera, et cetera. The list goes on. Mm -hmm. So that's just wild. Yep, it is. It's a lot of stuff. So Paula, we talked a little bit about the fact that we are at about 40,000, 45,000 without the students. No, that's with them. Okay, with the students, mm-hmm. 40,000, 45,000. Okay, let's start that over again. So with the students counted at the last census, we were at about 45,000, you said? Yes. Okay, so if we start counting all of the students here in town, what do you think is going to, how's that going to raise us? How much more is that going to raise us up? Uh, I really believe that even even if we just went off the Census Bureau's estimate from last year, we would already be over 50000 So there's another 5000 that's raised already. I really believe if every student gets counted, the ones that live here, not the commuters that are driving in from Perkins 
to Stillwater to go to school because they need to be counted in Perkins if that's where they're living. But those that live here, whether they're on in the dorms, in the um, fraternities and sororities, they're living off campus, wherever they're living, count, fill it out. Um, I really think that we're going to see close to, if not over, 60,000. Okay, so I know that the postcards will be coming to the individual houses, but you just mentioned sororities, fraternities. <laughs> How are they going to count those? those? Those are considered group, and the group is like the fraternities and sororities each have a house mom. The house mom is going to be responsible for providing the count of everybody that's living in that house. So nursing homes, there is an individual that's responsible for providing all of the counts for the nursing home. So um, dorms is going to be the same way. What about these big apartment complexes we've got all over town? Same thing? No, because there's individual addresses. Okay, so just go Mm -hmm. to each apartment door. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, or however they get their mail. Mm -hmm. Here's the coolest thing about it. This year, first time ever, you can fill out the census form online. So with the population we have and how glued we are to technology and everything is right there at an instant, the postcard is going to have a code that's unique to your address. All you have to do is log on, how it says to log on to the whatever website, put in that code, fill out the form, hit submit, you're done. Easy money, literally. Easy, yeah. <laughs> but what Easy. about those that don't have computers or they're so old that really trying to get online is like pulling teeth? Or like Where's... me, just got a smartphone in March? Right. Wow, I did <laughs> not know that one. Yeah. You're just trying to Call figure it out. Call me dinosaur. So where is some place that they can go to get online? Great question. I'm so glad you asked that. Our Complete Count Committee, part of the marketing that we're doing is not just what message will resonate with the different groups um, and target audiences we have throughout the, the county, but also where we can go to set up to provide assistance. I cannot fill out your census form for you, but I can help you fill it out. I can help you get there. Um, so we're we're thinking about libraries libraries are going to be so beneficial to this Um, we've got some volunteers and we're looking at maybe the hospital having a group there with their ipads hey have you filled out your census oh well here we can help you do it and help you log on Um, somebody recommended laundromats i would have never thought about laundromats but that can get more of the transient populations there also, or the um, the less privileged, the hard to reach populations, you know. So there's, there's going to be a bunch of different ways. So stay tuned. We will be getting, gearing back up again here probably September or October and really start hitting it hard January because if you're living inside the corporate limits of Stillwater and if you're staying inside the corporate limits of Stillwater. So for instance, Seth has one of his buddies whose their apartment flooded, water line busted and their apartment flooded out in the county. So they're sleeping on Seth's couch. If they're sleeping on his couch April 1st, Seth is gonna count them as a member of his household. 
So everybody count once and count in the place where you're at. Okay. Now I know you have the, the card that has the code on it, mm-hmm. but what about for those that don't have a permanent residence? There, there's two other ways that it can be completed by phone, talk directly to a Census Bureau staff person, or you can request a paper form and you can get a paper form. We don't know yet if our complete count committee will be sent paper forms or if we can request them and have them at all these different places for folks to just fill out and then us send in or not. Uh, That's one of the things that we're going to be asking about. But yes, it's not just online. It's paper or phone. So lots of planning to get where we need to be. Yeah, lots to do. And I'm really excited to see what the Complete Count Committee comes up with and, you know, what we do to market this. And I'm really excited to see the turnout. I think it's going to be great. Yeah, me too. I just want to say this. One of the things that the Census Bureau does, I don't know if, um, if everybody knows this, but each month, they put out a list of all of the upcoming whatevers. For instance, Grandparents Day, September 8th. So you can get on the Census Bureau and see what all is coming up in the next month. Um, The National Step Family Day, September 16th. National Dance Day, September 21st. Uh, World Tourism Day, September 27th. I mean, this is stuff, (laughs) it's not going to pop up on your calendar. Yeah. But it's stuff that's happening in our world and in our country, you know. So I just think it's cool. If you are a data geek, go to the Census Bureau's website because you can just immerse yourself in it. Yeah, that's definitely a cool resource. I've (laughs) been on there to look at, you know, job outlooks and that type of thing when deciding my major at OSU. So it's just generally a great resource. Yeah, Yeah. it is. So I will say, remind everybody, um, keep a lookout. Uh, census is coming. We want to, you to be counted once and in Stillwater uh, is is what we want. Um, go to PayneCountyCensus.org. If you would like to help us and serve on the Complete Count Committee, there's an application that you can fill out or just give me a call at um, the city's information number 405-372-0025, I believe is the correct number. Um, or just go to PayneCountyCensus.org, and we've got a list of the Complete Count Committee members on there. And if you're in one of the cities that's participating, each city is going to have its own website or piece of our webpage, of the Census webpage, and it'll have the contact person for that community also. So All get right. involved. Yes, of course. Help us, help us get the money and the numbers. One final question. In the past, we've gotten a packet of stuff to fill out in an envelope but this year it's a little different they're they're sending out cards instead just the postcard to give you the instructions on how to do it online so be careful not to throw that card away with your junk mail right and if you hang it on your refrigerator like i do all the stuff that needs attention sometimes you can overlook it because you're so used to seeing it there (laughs) don't overlook it set a reminder on your phone you know march Let's see, 30 days, 30, 31. Anyway, I'm not counting my knuckles and (laughs) and the rhyme. Um, So set a reminder on your phone. Fill out the census form. Go fill it out April 1st. 
Yep, it could affect you more than you know. Yes, and if you don't, there may be a census person coming to your door and knocking on it after the fact. All right, well, thank you, Paula. Thanks for joining us today. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. All right. go, let's take a look at the mailbox. The city receives questions in a lot of ways, including email, social media, and even some phone calls here and there. Well, this first question comes from Colton on Facebook. Colton says, I am a UPS driver and I find it hard to walk through a yard on my route that has very tall and overgrown grass. Can the city make the owners cut the grass? Thanks for the question, Colton. If a yard is left unmowed and the height of the grass presents a danger to the public, Code enforcement can require the owner of the property to cut the grass within 10 days of being notified. So to do that, you can call our property action maintenance line at 405-742-8383 or use the report and track tool on the city's website to report a problem. All right. Thanks, Elisa, for that answer. And uh, thanks for listening to FYI Stillwater. We had some great information today. That's right. Tune in next time for our latest podcast.